Hey everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with, uh, with us a very interesting entrepreneur, Mr. Bhavik Vasa, uh, the founder of GetVantage. Uh, hi Bhavik, uh, welcome to ELI. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, very, very pleased to be a part of this forum. Uh, Bhavik, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, the best way to introduce myself is uh, uh, call me a sensitive extrovert who is uh, uh, always loved and enjoyed the path of uh, being at the front end of creating something new, creating new categories. Uh, and that's something that I've spent the last decade uh, doing uh, through my journey as an operator and a founder. Uh, I come from a family of businessmen. Uh, but what really gets me going and kicking is uh, if I'm getting to do something that's uh, at the cusp of something new, innovative. Uh, and that's where I famously have a, uh, something tattooed on my foot, which says, leave my mark behind. Uh, and so the best way to summarize uh, what drives me on a daily basis, what fuels uh, my confidence and energy is that ability to leave my mark uh, in everything and all things that I try and uh, uh, take my hands into. Uh, Bhavik, uh, now tell us about GetVantage. Uh, I'm very curious to know uh, about, uh, we have, uh, to be honest, we have never invited anyone who is uh, uh, an entrepreneur who is supporting other entrepreneurs in terms of funding and all. So very excited to host Absolutely. you. Sure, sure. So, you know, a little bit about uh, uh, the backstory of how GetVantage uh, came to be. Uh, and to be very honest, uh, and something I would love to share all uh, our listeners, all the uh, entrepreneurs and, and, and potential budding entrepreneurs uh, is, uh, to be honest, uh, even GetVantage uh, as this venture or this idea uh, did not come to me as a Eureka moment. It's not something that I woke up one day and I said, let's do this, right? To be very honest, it has been a culmination of my own personal experience and journey as an operator and a founder. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, while I come from a family of businessmen and entrepreneurs, uh, I've spent myself the last decade, decade and a half uh, in the world of fintech, uh, very early in, in the days of doing digital payments, uh, mobile payments and fintech uh, in the Silicon Valley and in India. Uh, and through all my journeys, I realized that as we all are building uh, new emerging ventures that are digital first, and that are very asset-like in how we are building it. Uh, I think also uh, the need to access capital, to need to have alternative uh, access to funds and capital to be able to grow these businesses and ventures needed to be looked at differently. And that's where today, uh, what we've rolled out as India's first revenue-based financing uh, platform and marketplace, a fintech platform called GetVantage, uh, that what we really do is we fuel and give growth capital uh, to businesses that can really take capital that is completely founder-friendly, frictionless. Uh, you don't need to dilute, dilute equity or lose control in your business, but yet get access to this alternative growth capital uh, that you can help fuel uh, your revenues and grow to the next milestone. Uh, and so that's what we say, um, that really what we are doing is empowering the Indian ecosystem, the future of Indian businesses and brands with this alternative growth capital. Uh, and really along the way, uh, 
what we believe is our passion is to democratize access to capital, right? We all uh, should have a very non-biased way, uh, very data-driven and tech-driven way to be able to even access funding and capital to grow all our businesses. And that's what we uh, all are on this journey uh, at GetVantage. Uh, what is revenue-based funding? Uh, this is an interesting concept I am hearing. Uh, are, uh, uh, I, I think all the companies uh, who fund other companies, they look at revenue as a primary uh, indicator of uh, health of a company. So how, how your venture is uh, making a difference? How different are you? Uh, so uh, Priya, globally, revenue-based financing is, a, uh, is some sort of a new team that has uh, taken off. It's a new model. Uh, of how uh, we can fund businesses with capital advances that they need today. Uh, you need capital for increasing your digital marketing, increasing your digital spends, uh, for inventory, for logistics, right? If you can get this booster capital or growth capital, uh, comes to you today as a capital advance, and really you don't have to give any collateral or dilute uh, any equity uh, because you're going to repay this as a small percentage of your future cash flows and your future revenues. So really the entire focus here is to helping businesses and brands uh, really get to their next stage of increasing their revenues, whatever growth capital they need right now to reach their next milestones and benchmarks of their revenues. And as they reach that, they're able to repay uh, this funding on this capital advance, uh, which is the most, most simple way uh, to be able to uh, have access to this capital. Uh, so really what we are doing is uh, driving this quasi-equity. It's known as a quasi-equity instrument. Uh, Revenue-based financing is a quasi-equity instrument, uh, which does not uh, take convertibles, warrants, and equity in a business, nor is it like a traditional debt or a business loan, where there is a fixed interest rate and a monthly EMI of payment. It's a net new model where you can take a capital advance to grow your businesses and pay it off from a small percentage of your future revenues. So it is somewhere in the middle of equity and debt. Absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful combination, a slightly more uh, uh, frictionless model uh, for founders to access capital. Uh, and that's why, uh, uh, very candidly to share with all our listeners today, Priya, um, I very, very uh, uh, candidly submit and share uh, that, look, we are not disrupting anything. In fact, uh, we are on a journey to simplify venture finance uh, for all entrepreneurs and founders. Uh, what I really mean by that is, uh, I think over the years, finance uh, has become very, very complex and confusing, right? The entire structured finance, reducing interest rate, balloon payments, bullet payments, uh, equity, convertibles, debentures, optionally convertible, non-optionally convertible. I think we've, we've overcomplicated uh, finance uh, through a lot, of, a lot of this overstructuring. Uh, and so really, uh, in our small way, with revenue-based financing and with a very, very strong fintech platform and a tech-driven platform, what we're trying to do is be able to uh, make this a very data-driven and performance-driven tool. So if you are a business, uh, based on your data and your performance, your current revenue run rate, uh, if we are able to give you uh, a quick booster capital and that you get to pay as a percentage of your future revenues and all of this as one flat fee, right? So you as the business, as a borrower, know what your cost of this capital is. Uh, 
uh, you're able to take this capital, grow your revenues, and pay this off uh, without having to uh, give any equity, without having to uh, uh, give any collateral, etc. Uh, Bhavik, uh, I, I would love to talk more on the technical sides, but again, I'm not an expert in that field. Uh, so I'll, I'll fall back to my core discussion. I'd like to understand how you build this venture. Uh, now you tell us uh, your story and uh, how different events in your life has led, uh, led you to uh, this point where you have built a, uh, a very different venture uh, uh, with GetVantage. Sure. So, you know, as I share my background, uh, I am not an investor background, nor am I an investment banker from background. Uh, I am an operator and founder, like many of us uh, uh, listening today. Uh, and so really, the seeds of GetVantage come from my own journey as an operator and founder and the gaps and the friction and the challenges I face uh, while trying to raise uh, growth capital and this, these kind of short-term capital and booster capital that I call it. Uh, as I was sharing, uh, I come from a background of having built various fintech ventures. Uh, my last venture, in fact, uh, which I helped scale and build was a company called It's Cash, ITZ Cash. Again, one of the earliest players in fintech and digital payments in India. Uh, and even as we were building that, Priya, uh, we had taken uh, quite a good uh, multiple rounds of equity capital. We had great investors backing us. We had raised about 30, 40 million dollars in uh, venture capital and equity capital. Uh, we were a very fast growing and high scale business. We were 30, 40 million revenue business. So we were a much larger startup. Even then as an operator, uh, whenever we needed that short term working capital, right? Uh, we always found it difficult that traditional banks, lenders uh, would ask us for collateral for a short working capital, even though we were this 40 million revenue company. And that, uh, that were some of the early triggers uh, that really drove me to think of uh, alternative options. Uh, but when we are building these digital businesses and asset like businesses, we don't have collateral. The best uh, uh, pulse uh, and health of our business is our actually recurring revenue runway. And if we are able to look at that data, which is more real time, more dynamic, we can look at a business's last 12 months track record and performance, last two months, last one quarter, uh, growth in terms of uh, MRR and monthly revenue run rates. I think those are much, much better parameters uh, to assess the health of the business. And that's what we've built through the help of technology. We've been able to plug in uh, our entire application, analysis, due diligence, disbursement, everything is done digital for all these online and digital businesses, right? So we connect to all these digital businesses through very, very strong tech and digital means to be able to not only assess uh, uh, the strength and the health of their business, but also the future potential of by giving this additional capital where this business can grow and how it can grow based on its uh, digital marketing spends versus its revenue, its ROS, its ROI, right? And I think that's uh, what really we are doing is tech-driven financing. We've taken technology and taken new parameters and data sets of a business's revenue and real-time data to be able to fund them and fund and fuel their growth. How do you uh, judge if a, a venture is worth investing or not? What is the criteria you follow? So as I mentioned, firstly, uh, 
everything that we do is very founder friendly and founder driven so we famously say this uh, there are no rejections on the get to one such platform right it's only uh, assessing whether this is the right time and what is the right quantum that we can fund businesses with right uh, absolutely uh, one of the key criteria is we are doing revenue based financing so the the business uh, and the startup has to already be in revenue and making some amount of monthly revenue right but then based on as i mentioned to you based on their real data we look at their last 12 months of revenue run rate through all their digital channels to their payment gateway to their merchant accounts of shopify etc uh, we are able to also assess how their business is spending over the last 12 months right how much are they spending on google and facebook for digital marketing etc so these are the new data points and assessments we take where we take a more real time view over the last 12 months and our, our engine and our technology we have a very strong uh, data science and machine learning platform that assesses tons of these businesses and online brands across e-commerce b2b saas companies edtech and e-learning platforms these are all the startups and businesses that we funded and we are able to take all this data assess what's that right amount what's that right time for a business so there are some businesses that come to us they are very early in their journey uh, but again we can help them and back them to scale before we are able to uh, fund them but really like we say uh, we are democratizing access to capital so there are no rejections on the get one pitch platform as long as you are focused on building a revenue first and revenue generating business that is unit economic positive uh, we can definitely assess and uh, define what's the right quantum uh, that we can fund you with and uh, to share with all our listeners and fellow founders um, our platform can fund you as much and as little as even 10 lakhs to 20 lakh rupees to as high as 2 uh, crores right and i think that's the range we are able to fund businesses and say how much is it that they really need what is that the uh, additional capital they need for the next one quarter two quarters that we can help them with scale their revenues and they can pay that off uh, from their future cash flow uh now coming to the uh, other other point uh, uh you have solved the uh uh demand side problem so uh, people are approaching you for funds and you are able to shortlist who gets the fund uh, and all that problem is solved how do you raise these funds to disburse it to the founders uh, how do you raise yeah. fund yourself sure so uh, as get wanted we are india's leading revenue based financing marketplace and really uh, what we do is we are a meeting point where we've been able to build the right technology to not only uh, uh, generate demand and back brands by uh, providing capital and funding for them uh, but on the back end we have tons of supply partners these are uh, large financial institutions ndfcs family offices debt funds uh, that love investing in these new asset classes uh, because ultimately it's a win win model right we are able to get a lot of investor community that don't have access to a lot of these new and emerging startups and and uh, 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 brands uh, we are bringing access for them to fund in these businesses that are very high growing and at the same time we are able to get these brands to access capital uh, that they would not be able to assess themselves and access themselves so we are acting uh, as a very very strong tech driven layer that is able to do this in a more efficient in a more cost effective and a and a very frictionless and a quick manner 
for both the partners. And that's how we are fueling uh, uh, the umpteen amount of demand that we have. We are very happy to share with all our listeners that just this last eight, 10 months with the pandemic and the uh, uh, you know, uh, interesting things that are happening all around us, uh, the entire world and India, we are seeing all brands and businesses are moving online, are moving towards the more digital side of their businesses. So suddenly we've seen this huge upsurge in demand. Uh, we have uh, close to 400 plus brands, businesses that have come and applied with us in our platform, uh, applied for funding uh, and are working closely with us. Uh, we are assessing so many brands. Today we are one of the leading investors in the e-commerce and the online sector. Uh, but over and above that, we are also funding B2B SaaS businesses, uh, tech and health tech businesses. And I think uh, what we've seen is suddenly everything uh, that we've been able to build as this platform to connect investors and, and uh, 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 startups uh, and SMEs. Uh, and you'll be surprised that even so many small businesses and SMEs uh, that we don't traditionally call startups, right? They have been great brands, uh, building family-run businesses. But now you have the new generation, the newer uh, generation in that family is building a more online brand and business. So a lot of SMEs also that we've been able to fund through our platform. Okay. Uh, Bhavik, uh, uh, from the uh, competition point of view, uh, you have uh, many uh, uh, very well-established uh, investment firms like Sequoia, IDG, and uh, SoftBank for that matter also. Uh, how how do you uh, compete among uh, these established players? So I think uh, as the India as a market, uh, I think the future is uh, extremely extremely uh, optimistic and bright for a country like India. The next ten years is going to be a decade of new emerging brands, startups. The consumption story in India really booming, and I think the only thing limiting our exponential potential as a country uh, is access to capital and various different forms of capital, right? I think we don't look at ourselves competing with really anybody. I think what the market and the uh, industry says is that there is enough and more need for credit, more need for capital uh, in all these underpenetrated and emerging startup sectors. Uh, as we mentioned, we sit as an alternative model. Uh, to a lot of the other options out there. So you mentioned, of course, there is venture capital funds and private equity funds. You named a few. Uh, those are great for businesses to go out and raise money uh, on equity uh, to help set up their product, help uh, do R&D, et cetera. Uh, but as they take equity capital, uh, there is also a need for short-term uh, debt for all these businesses. There's also need for uh, revenue-based financing, which is more of a frictionless short-term capital that can keep helping these businesses grow. So whether it's venture capital, venture debt, or even uh, uh, traditional banks and business loans, uh, we absolutely see the need and the market ready for an alternative, which is uh, this alternative model of, of revenue-based financing that we call ourselves. Um, and uh, I think this is only going to be that much more uh, uh, encouraging and boosting for budding entrepreneurs to jump in because now there are so many options. I can I can share with you uh, uh, and your listeners here uh, about 10 years ago uh, after having spent a long stint in the Silicon Valley uh, where I built my first venture, exited that, came back to India. In 2009-10, uh, 
there were literally three four venture capital funds uh, a handful of angels and that's really how small the ecosystem of investors was and just so much glad to see today uh, there is just so much more interest so many more funds that are uh, doing equity investments uh, and even for a lot of us as uh, operators and founders who built our ventures for us to jump in with um, some of these new tools of uh, knowing exactly what businesses and founders need as an operator and being able to solve for that with these alternative uh, uh, funding models uh, i think uh, we are only getting started and uh, we feel very very uh, uh, strong and i think uh, what is a great reflection is our existing portfolio just in the last one year uh, we have 35 40 brands that we have funded and they are in our portfolio and i think all the founders uh uh that have gotten funding from uh, us will tell you that uh, they love this model because it's just the most fastest frictionless smarter way uh, to keep taking short term capital to keep growing uh, their business uh now tell us uh, what is your vision uh, how, what product or what platform or what model you want to build in a very long term uh, view like i said and i'll repeat again priya uh as get advantage uh what really uh, uh fuels us is that we strongly believe that we are here to do two things uh, we are really uh, keen on making uh, access to capital uh, as non biased uh and more data driven as possible right what i mean by that is so many times as founders uh we see that uh when we go out it's really not what you know but it's really who you know right the entire venture capital model of how you have to go to fund sometimes it's just knowing people rather than really how your business is doing and that's where the human bias is coming uh, which has uh, uh, become uh, quite a weight that uh, becomes a limitation for more and more entrepreneurs and founders uh, to join the ranks uh, so definitely we want to democratize access to capital that is very very data driven and performance driven every business based on their data and performance should be able to access capital without any biases and without any friction uh, that's absolutely one very strong vision and mission for us and as we do that uh, i think uh, we strongly believe we are uh, one of the country's first tech firms uh, again it's not a jargon but it's really tech driven financing uh, where we are not disrupting anything we want to really simplify venture finance and i think those are the two uh, things that make us uh, burn the midnight oil uh, work with new founders emerging brands uh, and really helping them solve for their capital needs but as get advantage really the name suggests yeah uh, it is about getting funded getting that additional advantage uh, for the business for the founder right and that's where we provide capital plus intelligence efficiency because as a business you need a lot more than just capital can we help you with your digital marketing can we help you with performance marketing we have a tons of uh, ecosystem partners and tools that help businesses really grow their revenues that's the main motive right capital is one part of the uh, the, the the problem we solve but it's really capital plus plus intelligence efficiency and support uh, that we can help brands really grow and scale bavik what are the challenges you have faced uh, while building and growing this venture i think some of the uh uh most 
you know, strongest things as a founder and operator I have learned is uh, idea. Uh, a new, good, innovative idea is only 50% of your success criteria, right? The remaining 50% is timing, hard work, right? Uh, and timing plays a very critical part. The time to market when you come up with something that is as innovative and new, uh, timing is very critical. Uh, what we've certainly seen is in this last one year of the pandemic, I think uh, the timing couldn't have been more apt, right? As I mentioned to you, more and more online businesses, more and more brands are going digital. Uh, and I think their needs for the kind of money also or the capital they need uh, is for a lot of those digital marketing, digital spend and reaching more customers in this, in this new economy. So I think great tailwinds and timing that we've seen, which has turned from being a challenge to a very, very strong uh, positive uh, for us as GetWanted and for what we are trying to solve for in the Indian market, uh, so to speak. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, I think when you're always creating a new category and a new product, uh, there is always a gestation period of building awareness and evangelizing a new concept. Uh, so I think the largest time I as a founder uh, am spending uh, at GetWanted is uh, talking to as many founders, fellow founders, businessmen, uh, entrepreneurs in the ecosystem and through forums uh, and evangelists like yourself, Priya, uh, to really build awareness that there is alternatives. You know, we don't have to only go back to incubators, accelerators, VC funds, uh, uh, and banks, right? Uh, where we all know what are the challenges of, of raising money from all of these are, right? There, should, there is clearly another alternative that's more lighter and more smarter. Uh, and I think uh, that's what I would definitely like to continue to do is uh, spread the word, build the awareness for this alternative model. And I think, like you mentioned, more players that will enter, uh, the more competition, I find it very flattering. I think it's only going to help make the market and this category uh, and this new asset class that we are building. Uh, we'll all just make this happen much, much more uh, faster and in an accelerated fashion. Uh, Bavi, can you tell us about one tough decision you have uh, you have had to make uh, where uh, both sides e looked equally good or bad? <laughs> oh, that's, uh, you know, you are asking me only for one tough decision because I think every hour, every minute, every day in the life of a founder and entrepreneur, you have to make tough decisions. Uh, and as I very famously tell to all my colleagues, all my team members uh, over the years and even now, uh, that's really in the journey of a founder, in the life of an entrepreneur, there is really never a, a right or wrong decision, right? Uh, because you can only know the consequences of that in hindsight, right? A decision needs to be taken. I think I've always uh, uh, believed that uh, taking action and taking decisions is more critical than not taking. Uh, the price you pay of taking uh, a decision is much higher, whether it be right or wrong. Uh, so I, I really don't know if I can pinpoint any one such decision, uh, Priya. But I think what I would love to share uh, as a small uh, piece of experience from my own personal journey as a founder is that uh, uh, believe in one thing. Uh, there will be tough decisions. There will be right or wrong decisions. Uh, but the decision is yours. And make that decision keeping in mind that uh, the journey of an entrepreneur and a founder is about running a marathon not a sprint, right? Uh, just the way we should lead life, which is it's about building for a marathon, sustaining yourself, 
conserving your energy and preparing yourself for a long, long consistent run rather than a sprint or a short sprint. Uh, and that's where I see that even a lot of the decisions that we take have to take in mind that long-term vision, right? Uh, never take decisions that would give benefits only in the short term, right? It might feel like the right thing in the short term, but if you look at everything, your company, your employees, uh, your venture, your investors, all your stakeholders, your customers, uh, all of that from a long-term and a marathon vision, I think all the decisions then can be taken uh, around that. So uh, think of your venture, uh, think of your startup as a marathon, not a, not a sprint. Give us one instance where you have witnessed the compounding effect. <laughs> the, the compounding effect is, uh, to be honest, uh, look, having been on the treadmill, and I call it literally uh, every founder when scaling and building a venture uh, gets onto a treadmill. And that treadmill can always be a decade long plus, right? Uh, and so I have been at, uh, at that, I've been on that treadmill uh, for over a decade with my last ventures as well. Uh, and so yes, uh, fatigue does set in. Uh, you'd never know uh, the compounding effect uh, till you start seeing a little bit of a burnout effect, right? Uh, when you're on the treadmill so long. And so uh, I personally did uh, experience that also after a, a long journey, we got a very good exit at, at, at its cash. Uh, we were able to uh, exit to a NASDAQ listed global group called EBIX uh, for 150 million back in 2017. Uh, while the group chose me to continue to run the consolidated uh, uh, entity and ship for uh, a couple of more years, uh, I went back to my roots and saying, if life's a marathon and putting, putting forward that, always believe in one more thing, uh, which is what I famously say, life and work balance. We've got it wrong for many years, Priya. It's not work-life balance. You have to get our priority right, right? It's life first and then work and that balance that has to be found. And so from time to time, taking that step back, reflecting. And I personally did that as well. After my journey and, 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 and the exit last time, uh, and before jumping back into uh, starting a new venture, Get Wanted, I really took a time off. I took a sabbatical. Uh, I had my first baby and first born. Uh, and I completely became a hands-on father uh, for that first six months to a year. Uh, and I think that's uh, the only way you can step back not let that compounding effect mount up too much uh, and keep keep calibrating yourself for that life work balance. Uh, what are some failures you have gone through as an entrepreneur? Again, like the tough decision question, uh, there are so many, yeah. Uh, there is not one failure, there are so many failures. Uh, I, I openly tell everybody that entrepreneurship is a very lonely, uh, and a journey not for the faint-hearted because every day there is a new curveball coming your way, right? Um, but there have been many failures. I think uh, to share with the listeners, very early in my days, uh, even as early as when I was 18, 19, uh, and having experienced a uh, academic setback in my life, uh, while at that time it, found, it felt very unfair and unjust, uh, still, uh, I think uh, that really fueled uh, me to go harder at a much younger age uh, to try to set uh, slightly more 
uh, ambitious goals, the hunger uh, was just far more from that setback uh, that really fueled uh, me to kind of take, uh, 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 you know, harder steps and work, work twice as harder and smarter. So I think uh, not only have there been a few ac academic setbacks early in my personal life, uh, but even as you build a venture uh, right from, you know, uh, sometimes investors uh, not supporting you um, or sometimes the industry writing you off uh, or even your internal team members uh, sometimes uh, leaving you. I think there have been tons of these setbacks. But then if you, uh, and, and let those setbacks hit you hard, you know, take a day or two. Uh, I think we all are human. Uh, take a day, taking a day or two to uh, let that get internalized, right? Uh, yes, we are all, all are emotional. Yes, it will affect us. Uh, but ensure after a day or two of it being affected, you're able to take that in your stride and, and probably just work harder in, in, in zeroing down on solving that one problem a day, right? And getting to the next. Uh, and I think that's uh, uh, the only thing that keeps me going is that we'll continue to have many failures and setbacks. It's really just how you uh, deal with them and not that lot let one setback affect you for a long period of time. Uh, Babik, uh, since you uh, meet a lot of entrepreneurs every day and uh, you invest in them, uh, can you tell us what is something that you have found common across all the founders and co-founders you, you have met? I think I am, I am um, the, most, the most satisfying part of my uh, uh, job and career right now, Priya, as we speak, uh, is that in my new Avatar is Getvantage, uh, I'm actually backing and fueling and funding founders. Uh, and being an operator and founder myself, uh, I find it extremely satisfying working with so many young, budding uh, entrepreneurs, uh, seeing them work twice as harder as I used to. Uh, and it just is so encouraging uh, to just see the talent and the, the hunger uh, that I see in the young generation that we have in India right now. Uh, I think that is just far more rewarding right now. I see teams of three, four founders uh, who don't come from any background of entrepreneurship, uh, but have taken the risk and have jumped in. Uh, I see very mature founders also having the energy of a, a young first-time founder. Uh, so I think very, very encouraging, interesting times. That's the most satisfying part of my job, uh, to work with these founders and helping them solve some of their problems. I keep telling them that uh, I don't like to advise you uh, because uh, really nobody can advise anybody. We have to all learn uh, and teach ourselves from our own experiences. So I love sharing my experiences uh, and not really trying to advise or get into their shoes. But I'll tell you uh, one thing that uh, makes me sometimes laugh and uh, smile, and I would like uh, a lot of our listeners to uh, uh, refrain from, is uh, this huge FOMO effect. Uh, I see across all this potential and optimism, uh, I also see one thing which is uh, a lot of young founders and entrepreneurs uh, are getting driven by this fear of missing out. This whole FOMO of, you know, doing it fast, doing it now, missing out. Uh, as I have, I have seen multiple journeys and the mentors I have learned from. Uh, life and every venture really truly is a marathon. Uh, things that don't happen for you in your journey, in your uh, startup, opportunities that you missed were meant to be missed. Uh, there's a very nice hidden motive behind why it didn't happen, right? Uh, so let's not get carried away. Uh, let's not become very FOMO. Let's not run behind, uh, you know, 
being a part of a circle or being chasing investors i think what is meant to happen will happen just continue to uh, uh, focus on each day and keep executing uh, and i think that's uh, just that one thing i love to kind of uh, share through my own personal experiences and journeys with every founder that i work with uh, finally this is my last question tell us what are the learnings that uh, our listeners can take away from your life or your journey i think every journey the the biggest single learning is that no two journeys and no two stories are same so please please uh, as every budding entrepreneur founder friend out there uh, please don't copy paste your life and your journey uh, from anybody else's any other successful founders uh, journey that you know of uh, every journey and uh, story is very unique uh, mine has been amazingly unique as well uh, and so get your principles and your values uh, in place uh, let those drive your decisions and let your journey be as unique uh, as mine has been uh, uh, surround yourself with great mentors uh, the one thing that i didn't i lacked in years of experience uh, but i was able to make up for in my own journey uh, in building ventures was just surround yourself with a lot of mentors uh, that can guide you and that can support you and that can give you that reassuring uh, words Uh, because this journey is a completely filled with self doubt uh, so just stick to those values and principles and like i mentioned uh, for me it's very important uh, and i'll just uh, for the benefit of everyone uh, uh, and uh, you know i i am repeating myself but yes life is a marathon not a sprint uh, keep focusing on that life work balance take those pauses in life um, and be at it uh, and i think those are few things that i would love to translate not only through my personal uh, interactions but even as get wanted if we are able to support businesses and founders with all of these aspects of build, building a venture and startup um, i think that's uh, what will be very meaningful for me uh, and uh, for the ethos of get wanted uh, and the mission that we are on uh, well uh, i must say it was a pleasure to host you here at eli thanks bavik for your time uh, and our best wishes for get wanted thank you so much again a pleasure interacting with you priya uh, great uh, initiative by you uh, with eli and i uh, really uh, keep uh, giving you and your team also the same confidence both strength to strength and i think we all are just getting started with uh, 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 an umpteen plethora of emerging successful entrepreneurs and founders uh, over the next decade in india so very very happy to be a part of that ecosystem and we look forward to talking to you and your listeners uh, soon again thank you thank you babik cheers